This week on the Pussball Legs podcast, we get pretty deep. And does obesity cause cancer? Three, two, one. You don't have a clue what you're talking about, Dan. Hey guys, welcome to the Push Pull Legs podcast with myself, Damik. And me, Tom Hall. So what I'm inferring about there, right out of the bat, is Dan, just before this podcast was recorded, or is being recorded, um, decided to do a post about protein bars, something we've talked in length. We've even had a, a protein bar tasting session, and we've previously been sponsored, all this kind of stuff, blah, blah, blah. We are like gym addicts and trainers we recommend stuff we had a post about his top six protein bars which is gathering a little bit of heat mate well yeah i mean i've taken a bit of flack for it and like <laughs> be honest i it's one of those right with protein bars it is a little bit of personal preference bit of personal taste but i genuinely thought i'll go for the solid choices here and like yeah people have got really strong opinions about protein bars <clears throat> really um i mean i mean yeah i, I like, feel like i should like weigh in on this and just for, just take wait, wait, take weigh in, weigh in. Weigh in. <laughs> um, no, but hang on let me no 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 before we go let me explain myself right so i'm on instagram <laughs> about protein bars right and i'm there thinking right well i can't choose all carb killers because that's just stupid so i thought right i'm going to mix them much a little bit and i thought right out of the protein bars i've had most recently which ones did i prefer so i wrote them down and then i thought actually there's some good like i've got like the dyna the protein dynamic stacks bars there because that was really nice last time i had it uh mars protein bar is a pretty good standard staple to have in there because again people are going to recognize it they know what the flavor is and then i've had people comment like oh the protein pantry protein bars aren't in there yeah because they're not available to everyone like you can't just walk into a gym and buy one plus there's so much fiber in them it makes my stomach go dodgy and i don't like them so they do taste good but for that reason they're out second thing tesco have brought out their own protein bars which apparently are decent and i've had one and it was nice but it was no better than any of the bars that i've listed <laughs> on there before before recording dan dan literally said uh, oh. it's no different to the phd smart bar which no, you ranked in number one no and i was like um <laughs> okay it's no different as in there's no reason that it's better than a phd smart bar smart bar is better it's better texture better flavor like and it can't beat that because it's it's similar but it's nowhere near as good <laughs> and all the others it's different types of bars so again i've got bear bells ca- caramel cashew like everyone i've spoke to about bear bells the majority of them say that's the best one it's not but though. only you and mike think cookies and cream is better well mike that, you're the only two people i've ever met who say the same <laughs> cookies and creams are so much better ridiculous and then banana rama carb killer bar is like but eating banoffee it's incredible it's one of the best protein bars i've ever had and yeah i just don't understand the flack to be honest but you know i only posted an hour ago and it's got 54 comments already so i mean people are really going to town on it and then i've had people some people message saying that the um maxi muscle pro max millionaire shortbread is good i've never tried it because last time i had pro max it was they were just it like bricks. dog shit right when they were just but apparently they've chewing uh, out, yeah but... just i mean there's loads of them i could have put on there like again carb killer peanut butter right that could have been in there because that's a that is a good bar um i think other phd smart bars like the dark chocolate raspberries a good bar that could go in there cookies and creams a good bar that could go in there um you know I, i'm not like i said i'm not 
discriminate and saying that there are others are shit. I'm just picking the top six where I think they sit at the moment. So, yeah, if you you want to troll me some more than you already do, because you know, most <laughs> do anyway, you like just come and have a go at me. I think so. In your top six, I, I agree with the PhD Smart Bar. I think the the cookie blondie. Go. It's the blondie one. It's the best flavor. Fine. Um, did the ones that like? I think the other Bear Bells Bar is better. Um, if I'd have done a top twelve, right? The Bear Bells Cookies and Cream would have been in there. Yeah. I'd have had the white chocolate well, mocha carb filler. Look at the top yeah. six, mate. So you pick six, then well, you're going to be ridiculed on six. Okay. Um, the banana armor is just no. Oh, just, well, shut up, Tom. Just no, no. It, it, there's, there's there's a common theme in all of the other things that you've picked, like nice sweet treats, and then you've gone banana, like Mars bars, nice, caramel, chocolate cookie dough, cashews. Mate, the banana's got caramel candy, in it. It's like banana. Banoffee. Banana. I am slightly biased where I cannot stand bananas. So Well, there you go then. <laughs> but take that one out. Jesus Christ. Especially when you've got the Jaffa Quake one. If you have to have a little kind of no, fruity no, twist, no, then go no, that way. No, no, The Jaffa Quake is the biggest letdown. I don't know why. When they made that, they didn't make it they did like a, a massive Jaffa deal thing, like that, dark chocolate. Make it dark chocolate. Make the orange the orange caramel really really zingy, really tangy, and then have a like a, a white protein base to it like biscuity one but no they just went milk chocolate all the way through it just doesn't taste right for me but anyway we could we could argue all day and all night about this uh but it'd be a waste of time because i'm right and you're wrong because i'm into fitness and you're not so into I'm fitness right. <laughs> well, yeah sorry mate i've had to um, i work i've had it. to diet i've had to diet so you know i have to actually eat protein bars and my substitute for chocolate you know whereas for you you eat burgers and maple syrup and stuff and you're okay uh, so. 80, 87 flat this week we're all right we're all good my, yeah. my half a kilo a week is lovely yeah. dropping off. I had a shave and a haircut, did you? <laughs> I had a shave, yeah. All the food that was left in your beard has fallen out. <laughs> Jesus, mate. But, yeah, you need to just stop eating bananas. It's poor. Expect more. Expect more for you, man. Yeah. Wow. I think you need to go back and listen to the, the protein bar review we did a while ago. Maybe, and yeah. just just review what we tasted. There was some dirt fucking ones then. Well, there was some, there was some <laughs> ones, but um, the most important thing though is that I'm not going to eat that many protein bars that I'm going to get obesity. That is the most important thing. Is that I'm smart enough to not. So is eat that going that to cause obesity? Well, I mean, eating too much does cause obesity, and obesity does cause other things. So. So the, the way oh, Dan's just gone into an incredible link there is, I guess we have to give our view on probably the hot topic of this week, and we're not even going to give. Oh, how this, is it a hot topic? How just, is it? It's hot just topic? not even a really? topic. I mean, we spoke about it a little bit, and we were just like, "No, we got to, we got to speak about it on the on the podcast," because because I guess every every fitness professional I feel like who's worth their. I don't know, Salt is just making an effort to talk about it this week because I think it still leaves a lot of people confused. But at the end of the day, you're going to fall on one side or the other of this advert. So if anybody's been living under like a rock or you're from the States or Australia or whatever, um, can, it is just Cancer Research, isn't it, that have put this out? Cancer Research UK, yeah. yeah. Um, so they've made a kind of uh, an advert, I guess, or more of an awareness campaign on the link that they obviously cancer research do amazing work they're one of the biggest charities best charities that are going um they have made a link with obesity 
let's say, contributing towards cancer. Um, but as Dan, wise man, has uh, pointed mm. out, they probably use the wrong wording on their awareness campaign. So what does it say mm. and what did I just say? The, the sign says obesity causes cancer, which is quite a strong statement. Yeah. If they'd have said obesity con- contributes to cancer, it's a totally different way of, wor- of way of interpreting that information. Now, I actually don't think the wording of it is that incorrect. The only reason I'd say change it to contribute is that it's probably, I don't know, maybe the evidence does show it. I honestly, I don't read that much cancer and obesity research, but to say it causes it means that it's directly if you're obese you will get cancer and that's probably not the case it's probably the it's probably a likelihood that it's a variable that can contribute to cancer so for example if you're obese you're more likely to have high blood pressure you're more likely to be prone to heart problems you're more likely to have fatty liver disease you're more likely to um be over obviously overweight but inactive (laughs) you're also like more likely to have a poor diet you're more likely to eat more saturated fat like all these all these risk factors associated with potentially putting yourself in a position where you're not healthy could then contribute you to you getting cancer and it's more a case of the lifestyle factors associated with being obese are also associated maybe with being more likely to get cancer um but to say it causes it, I think, was just the wrong word. Like someone's probably been fired for that. I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised um, either. No. Because it is, it is a bit of a. It's like saying, uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's up for the you know the 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 social media people to interpret the studies wrong, not for a big charity to put out that information. Um, it's you know it's just a bit like the whole red meat causes cancer thing. It's a similar thing. It's like, well, no, it doesn't. And we kicked up a massive fuss saying it doesn't and how that the, they misinterpreted the studies. And now we've got the same thing happening where they've used that word. And if they hadn't used that word, I don't think we'd be having this conversation. Um, but there's no denying it that I, d- I just don't understand how people who are obese don't seem to be able to hear the fact that they are probably more likely to die sooner like that it's not healthy like i don't understand when do we get to the point where being obese was like oh that's fine no the reason that we've classified you as obese is because you need to do something about it because you're putting yourself in a position where you're now very unhealthy i i don't understand how it's now like acceptable for it to be like a you can just accept being obese or you could you should accept that fact i mean yeah that's it's really that, odd that's the thing right so with it's a weird society kind of round that it is acceptable um and it doesn't it's gonna sound brutal but it really shouldn't because i in my mindset i class obesity as the same kind of choice as smoking and smoking's been like absolutely massacred i guess over the last 20 years of basically awareness about literally on the pack it would say smoking kills or smoking Smoking causes this all kind of stuff and i realized that maybe this should start obviously you can't the, the argument is you can't do that on food because we know a calorie kind of counting is not one food is going to make you be obese it's a hell of a lot of that 
food will make you become obese. It's not just one determining factor where smoking is, oh, it's tobacco, tar, all right, that's the stuff you're going to get the thing, from that. The thing, the thing I think about it is, I think you, you're right. I do think it is quite similar to smoking. And I, and I initially, as soon as you said it, thought, hmm, I'm not sure about that because the behavioral addiction side of it. But then you remember that actually, no, smoking is an addiction. Like you, it's a drug that you're addicted to and you have to yeah. wean yourself off it, right? And like we've talked about addiction and sugar and we're not going to delve into that. But there is an element of obesity that I genuinely believe isn't just a case of going eat less move more like no there's something psychologically <laughs> I a think... le- there's a level there where you need to go and you need to sort of look at the addiction of eating and look at the emotional attachment to that food and Absolutely. you need to break that cycle much like much like with a the smoker they're probably used to having that in their hand they're used to the you know the social bit or whatever and it's an addiction to a drug I think the... and i think if you treat them similar like you, you, it's like going up to a smoker and going you do know that causes cancer it's like, well, yeah, it will contribute to it. And it's a decision they've made. Whereas you get yeah. someone obese and say that, and it's like that they, you know, that they get all offended. And it's like, much, un- unlike a smoker might do, because it's a bit more, it's a bit more implicit to say smoking kills. But yeah. it's not okay to say being overweight kills when in fact it clearly does. And I realized that when people, <laughs> I saw a post today about exactly what you just said, tell, telling somebody who's overweight or obese that you just need to move more and eat less. And it's like, that's, that's probably not the root, like the, that the, the main, like obviously the main cause, that's the like kind of the common denominator, but there's a load of other shit that's happening. And it's, yeah. they, they likened it to basically somebody who's got depression, just tell them to cheer up. It's like, it's probably not going to work, right? Like, there's, there's far yeah, more underlying issues that, uh, <laughs> yeah. so that, that's, that's the interesting factor. But then, so from this conversation, um, of, basically on social media about this so some of the arguments that we've been seeing uh, about it's like what scales are they using and and bmi has been like eradicated and we don't use it on our, anymore but as kind we can call ourselves sports scientists um but as the only reason why we would use that kind of term bmi is used for a massive population it's the only way we can actually quantify it and basically take a lot of data and shove it all at once. It's the only reason why would you, we would use it is having a population of literally thousands, and that's how we can do it. I challenge anybody to be like, all right, I'm going to take everybody's body fat and muscle mass, and therefore I determine whether they got obesity or not. No, no, we can't do that. That's actually physically impossible. So the, the thing, the thing about it as well is like we're not even saying that the the advert said if you're slightly overweight, it causes cancer. Like if you're obese, like I'm pretty sure whether the BMI is hundred percent accurate or not, if you're classified as obese, if you're, you're probably in a pretty bad way. Right. And if you're a bodybuilder and you're classified as obese on the BMI, you're just going to ignore it. You're not going to be offended by it because you're not fat. You know, you're not like, you're not really that bothered. Likewise, if you're a big tall rugby player who's carrying a little bit of weight, maybe, but you're like, I'm not obese. Like this, I mean, you know, I'm in waist 36, 38 jeans. Like I'm not a problem. We're talking about people who are really overweight here. Like we're not just talking about people who, you know, a little bit overweight who could do with losing a few pounds. No, these guys could do with losing a, a fair bit. And, I just think that it, it, I understand, I do understand not fat shaming, like I get it and it's not our place to, to fat shame and, and you shouldn't as a fitness professional in my opinion fat shame because those people are going to end up hopefully at one day being your clients and all that sort of stuff but there comes a point where 
if a cancer research campaign or a doctor can't turn around to you and go, hang on a minute, like you need to lose some weight because this is dangerous now. Like, where are we in society that someone as a medical professional or a cancer research charity can't turn around to people and go, hang on a minute, this is quite dangerous at the moment. Everyone's getting a bit too fat, like on a global scale. They're not pointing fingers at one person like we, you know, like people on social media do. People like post pictures on on Instagram and like, look at this fat person. It's like, no, that's ridiculous. But if who the hell do you follow? Who does that? <laughs> no, but you know, you've, no, but you've heard stories about like you've heard stories about like, like and stuff, cyber bullying kind of crap. Yeah, yeah they, they like, that, like yeah. Snapchat fat people and like, oh my god, I have to see this, so you should. And they've been like, like dropped all their sponsorships and stuff. That's that's what I mean. Um, and I think for a global charity to put out that sort of advert, they're obviously in a position where they need to get this information out there because they're seeing a scary trend, right? And for them to put out that information and probably kind of say, hey, guys, look, in, this is what they tried to do. They kind of go, hey, guys, look, being obese probably ain't great. and You're probably going to increase your risk of getting cancer, right? But that's not really going to catch any attention. The fact that we're talking about it and the fact that it's been all over the news. Yeah, has. Have cancer research done what they wanted to do? Maybe. I don't know. I'm not going to suggest they have or haven't. But if they'd have used other wording, would it have been as big? Would have many people have noticed it? And the fact it's got people talking about it now is probably a good thing because – now more people who are overweight probably going sitting there at table around their table going oh, hang on a minute like shit um you know actually i feel like maybe i should lose a bit of weight because if it does contribute to my cancer risk then it's bad like obviously so that's the bad. thing like, but... since when is being obese good like how is anything <laughs> good gonna come from being obese like, eddie hall is eddie hall unless is let's <laughs> assume a wrestler like i don't i don't get it i mean uh, that's that's a part and parcel of i think They've either got fired or promoted and they've done an amazing job and everybody's going to have way more awareness because even if you are offended by it and you've classed it as fat shaming, which is obviously your entitlement, your opinion, but you're a hell of a lot more thinking about it now. And you well, know that's, that's what exactly this. <laughs> you know the underlying message of it. So because um, yeah, if you're, have if we you're triggered by that then you're obese. Like you've admitted that you're overweight and you've got a problem. In my, in, that's the other thing, right? You could argue is that if you're reading that and you're triggered by it and it's offended you, you probably feel that you are obese and that you do need to do something about it. Maybe. It might be the push we need. Who knows? I just, yeah, who, who knows? Like, but like you said, it's got people talking about it and I just think that we shouldn't be, I just don't think we should feel bad about talking about it. Like we're all allowed to talk about it as long as we do it in the right way. And, and I think, you know, some people are, are taking it to the extreme, perhaps, and you know, I don't think our opinions are that extreme. But um, <laughs> no, I just I... don't understand how people can think that being obese is like okay as a lifestyle choice, like that it's not a, not an issue. Like you can't, they can't tell me that if you're obese, you're not in the back of your head thinking, "Fuck me, I should probably do something about this." Yeah, I just don't, I don't buy it that people are, are kind of as a lifestyle choice happy with being that way and, and happy that it doesn't contribute to any other medical issues that they may be having like i'm pretty sure it would be mate pretty sure it's like taking your car yeah. in for an mot and making sure it's serviced and you're not going to try and drive a dangerous car around that you're going to die in rather not well yeah it's just i i just it upsets me a little bit to be honest like that people that we got to that point in society mm. where it's just like accepted that it's okay to to be that dangerously overweight we're not like i said we're not talking about you know you know john who wants to lose you know a couple of kilos for his for his wedding we're talking about people that need to lose 20 30 kilos to be healthy 
just to be healthy like not even aesthetics not even you know wanting to to like be stronger we're literally talking so that they're they have a better chance of surviving so i think which leads us down like a little like rabbit hole i realize but i guess it's something we could talk about as well because in the grand scheme of things we're obviously speaking from a british like system and basically we, we are the fattest country in europe right i'm pretty sure that's true um, I, I, I probably you'd be alright saying that. I, I think I'd be alright saying that. Come at me, Europe, if uh, that's not true. I'm not, I don't think anybody's going to claim it. But um, what would you say, Dan, is probably like contributing factor in terms of is it ease of access of food? Is it kind of adverts that are basically <laughs> reaching out to these people, um, like daytime TV or whatever? I'm not saying that this people won't have jobs or anything. Um, if is it yeah. like? actually moving around is it more like suburban kind of people living in the countryside and generally will take the car is it lack of education is it not knowing about portion control is it just literally every single factor what would you would you rank them would you you love a ranking system right now mate so you might as well i think it's i think it's (laughs) i think yeah i think it's all of them uh obviously that contribute but there are two main things that i have seen especially from living in london and also in bath and and just from generally um being around the you know busy people is that people do not walk they do not move anymore um and there's such easy access to calorie dense food i think they're the two main things that if you sort it out like the portion control thing i don't think is like i've i've seen like i've seen people like mike for example would eat a massive plate of veg and protein which are very low calorie dense foods and he wouldn't gain weight. He's losing weight if anything. Right. So I don't think the portion control thing is that big because I know people again, who can do 20,000, 25,000 steps a day, eat quite large portions of food and they're quite satisfied and they're not overweight at all. It's, it's the fact that we just don't move anymore. Like I bet if you to take, you know, average number of steps taken by, you know, most people, it would be rapidly declining year on year from the inception of, you know, the, probably the 1970s like, i just think people move less everyone's lazier um and people think and i reckon there's probably more people that use gyms now 100 percent, than they did way back then but people think that that one hour in the gym is better for them than doing five hours walking a day whereas actually you'd be better off doing five hours walking a day from a yeah. calorie burn point of view um you know i think it's just a you know people used to walk to the shops to get the food and then you come back but i also think that there's an element of like i said the the high calorie dense food now as well is just highly it's just so much more available like, you know i could probably walk outside i reckon i could walk 500 meters and i could find somewhere that sells calorie dense food but i couldn't find somewhere that sells vegetables for example um it's just easy access it's got a life uh, long shelf life um and it's and it doesn't really register you've eaten it it doesn't register on the on the scale of being hungry or anything it just you, you eat it it's done there's no fiber in it. There's no nutrition in it, really. Um, and, you know, we talk about being able to eat sugar and chocolate, but we understand what that does to our bodies and how we're not going to feel full after eating it. But it's a nice treat and it's, a, you know, going to help us with our diet adherence. But other people don't realize that. So um, it's definitely those two things combined. I don't think I wouldn't stress so much about if I had a client who was that way uh, and I wouldn't try and say to them, oh, you need to be eating loads of protein and loads of veg because i literally just need them to move more initially um and then you can start going right now these are really high calorie dense foods you need to reduce these and maybe eat rice 
instead of fucking fast you know fast um, fast food chips um you know and just take it step by step literally still have your fried chicken just don't have your massive amount of chips and then you're going to go with right this is how you make fried chicken at home like in a pan you know like teaching them how to cook like, i bet all these little things are probably some things that are going to help change and um i think uh, uh, fundamentally at a level uh, educational level with kids that's where you need to go i'd as bad as it sounds i would just not even bother trying with the with the adults now i just think it's a waste of money well, a waste of time as far as, no as far as i can see yeah but i think so i totally agree on the education standpoint um and try and hit try and hit it at a kind of i don't know a grade school level and my secondary school level like no one but right like now. no one at because because who, who, me so yeah, we 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 had like food tech. It was a heap of shit, and and yeah, I'm gonna say that what did you make in food I tech? Made, I made cakes. <laughs> we made cake, I, rock buns, fucking yeah. We made crispy bacon sizzle. Like I've never made it again ever. My first ever one was a rice salad. Never made rice salad ever. Um, couldn't think of anything more boring with a, literally fuck all protein in it. What are they doing? Crispy bacon sizzle was alright, but then I just literally. <laughs> True story. Um, my uh, food tech class was just before lunch, and I wanted to play football at lunch, so therefore I would probably make my lunch, um, whether it be sandwiches or pizza or something like that. That'd be fine. Well, but I think you've got to hit it. Where, like, go on. It's like even in PE, like we were taught about how to like play sport, but <laughs> you could double the amount of PE, right? And do half the lessons about food and about how it can affect your, yeah, your, your health. Like, I, you don't even need to do it really on like a fundamental level of like going into the exact thing about calories and stuff like that. But you do need to have an understanding of like of portions and like how many calories are in foods. And just I think if people just understood food volume, if they just understood the amount of calories that are in certain foods and how the size of the food doesn't mean it's good or bad or whatever. I think you just have a very different view on things. And again, telling kids there's loads of sugar in drinks isn't really that helpful because they love drinking them because they're sweet <laughs> they're like, tasting. Oh, shit, I you, want some sugar. <laughs> you, yeah, you're better off teaching them how they can burn that sugar off, right? Go and run around outside. Go and play some sports, whereas they stay inside and they just you know, play on, on computer consoles and stuff. And so I, like if, I said, I, if they start attacking this at, like, at secondary school level, then the kids are going to hopefully talk to their parents about this and they're going to suddenly see like, oh, the kids kind of know maybe a little bit more than me. And then shockingly, they might actually learn off the child, um, which would be a cool thing to see. So they might get a realization of like, oh, mom, you should be doing this. Um, I want that. Like if the, if the child requests it, then hopefully they're going to actually get that. Maybe, but pff, I haven't got a child, so I wouldn't know. Is, is, Isabel's not going to be teaching you about nutrition anytime soon, so... No, mate. But but again, even with even with her though, right? Is that she's already started to develop obviously a, a taste for sweet things. Like I just think it's in, ingrained in kids. Like do they just need energy, right? Yeah. And the second they try something sweet, regardless of what it is, fruit, you know, they want more of something sweet. And I think we're we're pretty good about how much of it we give her and stuff like that. But you can see how if that's not if it's not regulated or not thought about. By the time they go to school, like they're just going to live off sugar constantly. And I think I don't believe that when I was younger that I ate any less sugar than the kids are eating now. I, I used to eat shit ton of it. I used to eat sweets all the time. I used to get my lunch money. And I used to have all the crap. Like I used to have a paper round, 
and I think I got paid like 15 quid a week or something like that. And my mum used to give me, say, 15 quid a week for my lunches. And I used to just double that money up and just spend it on food. That's what I did with my, <laughs> with my paper round money. I didn't, like, save it up and buy clothes. I literally spent it on food all the time. And I wasn't – I was a little bit chubby, but I was not overweight by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but then you look back and you go, well, it's because I used to just run around. And on my bike, I was always doing stuff. I don't think that I ate any less sugar or any less crap than kids eat now. I used to Absolutely have to go to my mum for buying diet for buying diet coke instead of normal coke because I used to love coke and I used to hate the taste of diet coke. Like I used to eat <laughs> shit. I used to eat. I used to eat bowls of cereal before bed. Um, I used to have, like I said, I used to go to school and I used to eat so much shit. It was like, how many sweets can you buy? For how much money you got left? And it wasn't. It was. Ne- I was never obese, and not many people in my school were because it was just so normal just to be outside playing all the time. Um, so I just think that that cultural shift, I guess, is, is definitely a contributing factor. I'm, I don't again, I don't know because I've not been in schools, but whether kids nowadays are eating any more or less, but I can't, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Um, I just think that they're just not moving enough. They're not doing stuff. They're just boring now. They're just always <laughs> on their always on their phones and not you know playing sport and probably not biking places anymore. They're getting Ubers everywhere. You know. It's just like, <laughs> Yeah. probably that's the fact it's probably just on their uh, on their parents like yeah. credit card but yeah 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 that'd be great but yeah i think i totally agree with the contributing factors i think you've got to hit education hard trying to make them aware these are actually lifestyle choices and lifestyle factors that then are taken i realize we're always gonna be like oh they're learning algebra oh this really gonna be really helpful yeah i'm i'm all for algebra fuck it um but but it would be it would be nice to be, but it also means the teachers of going in there have got to be some sort of got to be passed off because I can guarantee I'm gonna go ninety five in there. Like <laughs> I reckon most of the teachers that I probably had weren't too great at, but they could probably pass off for like talking about it. So it'd be interesting to see. Most of the PE teachers should have done some sort of nutrition module in their uh, degrees. Yeah if they've got sports science degrees or whatever. So there's no reason why they couldn't top up. Um, so, yeah, I think that's an interesting thing. I think absolutely where, I knew where you were going straight away from the Bath and London thing because it is noticeable, as, as bad as it sounds. Obviously, I've lived in London for the last eight years, eight, nine years. Um, and if I go outside of London... You, you've seen me post about how many steps I take when I'm at my parents. I will literally take nearly under a thousand if I'm not going anywhere. Because I walk outside, I get in the car, I drive the car mm-hmm. to the shop, walk in the shop, get back in the car. I, in London, I don't do that. I, I have to walk no. 15 minutes to the tube or 10 minutes to the tube. Then I walk on the other side of that. And then you're walking up and down escalators. That's the point. Um, my Apple Watch will say so, yeah, I've hit my days- exercise goal. So days that i'm in the office like literally every monday tuesday you can guarantee uh i've done last monday seven thousand steps this uh, last tuesday six and a half thousand um and then yesterday seven thousand today five thousand when i was in london i used to do twenty five thousand yeah easy 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 and i have to now consciously go out to my way to get twelve thousand, fourteen thousand. like they're the sort of steps i do on a maybe thursday friday saturday sunday um i have to actively be like no i'm going to walk to the shop now i'm going to go and do that i have to make sure that i go and do it and having the time to do that so i think in you know in places like london the main contributing factor is just the access to high calorie foods but i think actually further out from that it is more it a is. case of just people don't move they people drive everywhere 
Yeah, I totally agree. Because they don't, because they probably don't eat that mm. much. Like a lot of people I see don't eat that much, but they just do fuck all all day. <laughs> Simple. Is there's a reason why? Like now I'm in Bath, I'm on 1800 calories dieting and losing weight, whereas in London I was on 2800 and I was losing weight and feeling the similar to how I feel now. It's just because I was burning them all off, and and that's the thing. I think people in London do get away with it a lot because what you tend to notice is when they're younger, when they're in London, they, they go to London, they start going out, they eat loads of food, go out to all these nice places, don't really notice they're getting fat. And then they sort of get a more senior job. Then they have a couple of kids or something like that. And then they just start ballooning because they just don't move as much because they're at work more often. They don't get those steps in during the day. They do get a taxi to and from the station or whatever it is. Um, and like we saw all the clients all, all the time in third space, the, the age brackets, you could literally tell that like you literally, as they got older, they tended to get more overweight as a, as a, as a general rule. Um, and no, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not because their metabolism is slowing down. No, it's because they're slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> that is why. Um, yeah, I think we've, we've, we've got off on tangents on that debate, mate. I think obesity, the cancer thing, meh. It's it's the it's the right message but said the wrong way. Personally, it's it's not fat shaming from where I'm sitting, but I'm, I'm gonna say. I that. just don't think the I just don't think that the the obese people have got a um, they can't turn around and say no, it doesn't contribute at all. Like that's that's the thing about <laughs> yeah. it here. It's like they can't say that. So you know, it's kind of a bit of a null like, argument if, for me. Yeah, I think meh, they've done exactly what they needed and got a hell of a lot of people aware about it. So good work, well done. Um, mm. Moving on, because yeah, there was a briefly you said um, people should be learning about how many calories are in things, but I've read somewhere down that the calories don't matter anymore. I mean, it is 2018. Um, we're in uh, the world of academic research. So, shit tons. I mean, the last few podcasts, people have been like, yeah, it's really good when you read papers. It means we don't have to read them. Great, cool. Um, but... Yeah, there's a lot of research out there, but some studies don't don't agree with us, Dan. I mean, I don't know how they've interpreted that from the study as well. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Literally insane, like how they've how they've managed to say a couple of don't females the quality of your food. Uh, health magazine. Let's call it. Let's call it. Let's call it girls' fitness. Um, <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, it's just. Oh, I'll get the post up, shall I? And I'll read. I'll read out some of the um, well, number. Uh, so number, yeah, I, number one. The other thing is, think I, about this. These people are journalists. These people are oh, they're, they're, journalists. Not only they're journalists, they're fucking morons. <laughs> um, so the post says, according to new research, the number of calories you eat could have nothing to do with your fat loss success. Wrong. That's everything to do with your fat loss success. Bullshit. Instead, the study published in JAMA implies you should be focusing on the quality of your meals, the number of processed ingredients in your diet your intake of whole foods remember it's not just how you eat but what you eat that counts it's not how you eat them so i commented i commented <laughs> as soon as i saw it and um i commented and basically just said actually the amount of calories you consume has everything to do with your fat loss success and they deleted the comment yeah. because i can see it on my instagram but tom can't see it so that was quite annoying um but yeah i think the research so one of my clients actually sent the sent me the article as well um and he was just like oh he put interesting and misleading article and i was like yeah damn right um but in the final paragraph so they basically wrote a whole big long article similar to the same thing that women's health said and it said then in the final paragraph this is what they put dr gardner said it is not that calories don't matter 
After all, both groups ultimately ended up consuming fewer calories on average by the end of the study, even though they were not conscious of it. The point is that they did this by focusing on nutritious whole foods that satisfied their hunger. So I'm assuming what they did was they didn't track calories, but those people that ate more whole foods just naturally ate less calories because there was more protein and more fiber in their diet. So they naturally felt fuller and they probably naturally then ate less calories. That's probably what they mean, right? Is that you don't have to count calories. Yeah. You could just eat more wholesome, wholesome, good food and you'll naturally eat less calories. That's how they should have said it. <laughs> they said, Ed, it's not about how many calories you eat. It's about eating as many avocados as you can fit into your diet. No, you're wrong. It's not. And um, I just think women have such a hard time of it um, when it comes to this sort of stuff because their magazines are just fucking dreadful to read. They are dreadful. <laughs> more so than men's for some reason. I don't know why. Um Maybe it's because they're more heavily geared around fat loss and weight. I mean, loss men, yeah, men, men's ones are just gain in size all about like, like arm arm programs and chest programs, and basically, yeah, yeah they're get, all they're get all massive fine. arms in two weeks. <laughs> uh, you're all right, yeah. You'll 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 get like you'll work your arms in two weeks. Cool, all right. It's like yeah, do this yeah. six hour workout every single day, and you can be ripped. Sweet, all right. That's generally what happens in men's magazines. Um, but yeah, I feel sorry for the. <laughs> obviously, that I don't feel sorry for the Fit Girls magazine. Um, to for getting slated because exactly right they should be they're they're a leading leading contributor to kind of health and fitness in this country especially for women and females who there's a shit ton of people that will read that and be like oh yeah cool right i can see what i fucking i like then really as long as it's whole foods and be like they'll just they'll be like oh i can go to whole foods and just buy a shit ton of like peanut butter just all of this let's go let's just nut it out and it's just the wrong message uh, again which is just a damning industry to be in, Dan, isn't it? Yeah. In other news, Tom, as I'm scrolling Instagram, I've just got an advert here from uh, M&M's. M&M Mix now do chocolate, peanut, and crispy M&M's all in one pack. Now, that sounds that incredible. That sounds amazing. That is good, I would, isn't it? Look I at would, that. <laughs> that's, that's great. A mix. That, I, I don't know why they've not thought of doing that for like ages ago. Like, that's incredible. <laughs> oh, my God. How long until I die? I finish it? Seven weeks. Seven weeks. Boom. <laughs> Mate, that's quality isn't it they're really good um yeah so there you go there's that um it's that but interestingly um i realized uh that john clark um tagged both me and you in a post uh i think it was last week maybe the week before in uh so john clark owns fit 360 in worcester strong strong man turned i know what is he doing mma now Nice guy. MMA, yeah. Um, I wouldn't want to fight him in a ring. No, fucking hell. Guy's like, what is he, 120 <laughs> kilos now? 130, something like that? He's He's coming down. As well. <laughs> strong as hell. We'll just randomly go yeah. pull like three, 350 like deadlifts. Um, yeah, I saw a video the other day on Instagram. I'm not pulled deadlifts for a while. I just pulled 350. <laughs> Brilliant. Up. Right, cool. Hasn't trained in like, yeah, hadn't actually weightlifted for a long time. But he, <laughs> he tagged us in a, uh, which obviously we get a lot of, uh, we tr- look through feeds and comments and stuff of the fitness industry and they're all bickering and everything. But this happens in all other industries, I've, I've determined, because we got tagged in a coffee post, didn't we? About uh, McDonald's coffee yeah. and about the flat white thing and how they're serving flat whites and how it's a ridiculous way to uh, describe a flat white. It's not a ridiculous way to describe flat white. Like It's like a latte with less milk. That's pretty much it, right? It's just a smaller, mm. smaller latte. That's all it is. Um, and they're like... <laughs> And reading through the comments was the, the, the most hilarious thing because I get I just like laughing at the fitness ones, but they, I also do get annoyed because I'm like, no, there's so many wrong people in there. But baristas, fuck me, they go at it like there's like guys mm-hmm. going, no, 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 I have 
I am contributing factor to all the machines that are made by McDonald's and we taste test every single one and I can hands down say we have the best coffee in the country. And I was like, no, 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 you don't. <laughs> and then all of these people yeah. going, like, I've worked at a barista for, barista for seven years and that's not how we describe a flat white. It's like, oh, no, this is exactly how it is on a flat white. Jesus Christ, it was a, um, did realize there was such heat and animosity about <laughs> barista ship. Um, but yeah, it really opened my eyes to other industries that they, really? they have the same, same problems as us, Dan. It kind of, it was quite nice, actually. I've, I felt, I felt good. I felt relieved that we're not just in our industry. Yeah, that's not going somewhere. So it was, <laughs> I thought it was quite interesting, but yeah, that's it. So yeah, I think we've covered the, the girls, girls mag, girls fitness, um, BC. I think it's a time for a little check-in and we haven't done this in a very long time, mate, but a check-in on how mine and your training is going. I think people generally like to hear that or training, diet, whatever you're doing. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so yeah, in terms of what I've been doing, um, it's since I got back from snowboarding, it's just been a case of cracking back over things. Came back a little bit fluffy, nothing crazy. Uh, happened uh, weighed in at 72 now so lowest weight I've been for a while um, yeah I had a bit of a funny phase where I kind of felt like I didn't look very good but I was only using like the house lighting and like mirrors at home and stuff to judge it and um, I then went and had a look in the gym with the good light in felt a lot better about myself and then trained with a vest on and felt a lot better about myself again which I hadn't done for a while I've been wearing hoodies and stuff like that so um that was good and felt better so there's that but i've got another week away coming up 10 days away coming up and i didn't really want to be dieting for that so that could put things back a little bit and it's a bit annoying but it is what it is it's life i'm not gonna turn the opportunity down um so yeah i might do another shoot five to six weeks after the one i'm doing i'm still gonna do the one i'm doing um depending on how happy i am with the photos and what i think i've got out of it uh, i may do uh, another one but in terms of training like when you're dieting training training just doing upper lower split basically just doing what i can in terms of volume in terms of lifting as heavy as possible uh, but my carbs are pretty low training's not exactly feeling like the best thing in the world at the moment um i'm not doing any cardio my steps are where they're at the diet's just taking care of it really on about 1800 a day um still losing weight so yeah nothing crazy is going on um I'm not really much of a selfie kind of guy, so I've not really posted many pictures of myself on uh, on Instagram. I just can't bring myself to do it that much. I need to get better at doing it, um, and I will get better at doing it. But at the moment, like I said, we all have a kind of a, a skewed perception of ourselves and how we look and how we um, we feel about our physique and stuff like that. And yeah, I'm as I'm as you know guilty of that as anyone. Uh, I think sometimes we think we look shitter than we actually do and i maybe don't give myself enough credit but i don't think i look particularly brilliant at the moment so it's a bit of a well i don't want to post pictures of myself but oh bless you mate people would tell me otherwise i'm sure they would but um, and i know it's <laughs> all in my head like i know that i know that i'll look at the pictures at the end and be like what the hell was i worried about but you do you kind of feel a little bit like i just feel a bit scrawny and a bit skinny which i am in anyway even when i'm fat so um it's just a case of um when you feel flat no carbs training's not going brilliantly you do just feel a little bit like oh fuck's sake so yeah things are going great um <laughs> yeah but no it's it's all good it's all part of the process um 
but I'm looking forward, definitely looking forward to an off season and getting back training properly again. Really looking forward to it now. Decent, mate. Mm. Lovely. Well, mine's going fuck all because my hip's still screwed. Um, yeah, what is actually going on with your hip? Um, God knows. I need to. So, uh, I just come and pull your leg out. <laughs> so the original diagnosis of uh, FAI has gone basically. So I've, I rehabbed that. Believe it or not, I know how to rehab FAI, so we're all right. I did all that kind of stuff. So no longer as a femoral acetabular impingement. Um, that is all fine. Just um, good. Which is good. It's not definitely not that. So, but my hip is still f- screwed. I actually felt a bit worse today. Um, but yeah, it's like deep adductor, right, right in the joint. And um, I've had adductor problems on my left side before. Um, so I'm literally I realized that. But treating yourself is like the worst thing to do, right? So yeah. somebody who's a I don't know some sort of practitioner that does this kind of stuff and rehabbing it. I'm doing all the stuff that I should do to rehab, but I haven't gone and checked it out. And basically, I am, I'm not going to lie, I'm scared that it's going to be surgery. Because um, I think, from what I think and know of the symptoms around of this hip and where the great cranker sits in like your acetabulum, I've got a feeling it's going to be some sort of labrum issue and some sort of cartilage issue. So it might be a case of like, I don't know, shaving some crap and cleaning up in my hip. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's what I'm scared of. That's why I'm off putting it. That's why everybody can, mm. I can now hold all the listeners accountable and I need to go fucking get it properly seen to by probably somebody at the London Orthopedic Clinic who obviously I know well. Um, so just get old Brian Cohen on it, mate. Yeah, it'd be fine. Um, but yeah, slightly annoying, which has hindered, obviously the, the plus size, if it were to come to that kind of thing, cause it, this has been nearly six months and any kind of, I've, I've got time scales of what I know is like first, second, third degree kind of stressing and then any kind of soft tissue stuff and then all that kind of crap. And it's now laying on the, the far end of all of that stuff. And it's like ligament tears, tendon tears, um, literally mm. and then it's cartilage damage and that's the only stuff i could have done um which would take this long and still be hurting so it's wonderful mate um really good mm. um does sound wonderful yeah it does sound good but i'm still training i still train four times a week i am doing rack pulls and hip thrusts because that doesn't affect it at all it's only a du- real real hard adductor stuff so i can still hit thrust about what we like over 200s, that's fine. Rack pulls, a little bit annoying but because I have to do half ranges. So I hadn't deadlifted in about six months, so they've gone jumped down quite a lot. Um, but yeah, mm. just trying to, trying to get massive upper body, mate. So yeah, that's all I can do, right? Just get a massive V. And my weight's coming down because it's like 0.5 kilo a week. And you know what? My calories are... I did actually have to drop my calories down, mate, because I realized that I'm definitely one of those people that comes to the weekend and I will have a little bit too much sometimes. Um, and then I've got to, You don't say. And I've got to basically get it back, which is why Dan usually... If anybody's Dan's client, he, he normally likes to uh, do your check-ins on a Wednesday so you can do exactly what I do. And I can backtrack and get my calories under wrap for the Monday and the Tuesday, so not looking so shit when I talk to Dan, which is probably what yeah. it is. It's, um, also, it's also, actually, I spoke to a client about this today, actually. It's also so that 
I, I have, you know, when people in the fitness industry are like, oh, you shouldn't um, start a diet on Monday, you should yeah, have that yeah, mentality. Yeah. And then they're like, but I do my check-ins on a Sunday. Well done, mate. <laughs> I do my check-ins on a Monday um, because I've got free time during the day to do it at work. That's all right and for then, you then. <laughs> On a Monday. And then people can start on the Tuesday. They're only a day behind. Mm. Some people yeah. get really stressed about it, but I'm like, fuck off. I like, mean, honestly, about the clients that I have, like, <laughs> can we change it to a Monday? I'm like, why? What's so important about changing? It's like, oh, it's my OCD. I'm like, mm, is it? It's not. <laughs> Society, man. It's the man. So, yeah. We're all right. It is the man. <laughs> um, so, I think, I think we've really covered stupid things, but... Um... Oh, it's been a whole episode of stupid things. <laughs> uh, on-point training did send me something that uh, another one of our... Uh, or oh, you sent it to me as well. Yeah, our trends and our predictions came we can, true. We can predict the future. We can predict <laughs> so the, the fucking the, future. It was like the merger of stuff, right? So, hit yoga is now a thing. Good. <laughs> hit fucking yoga didn't we just I know I really, she, I think she kind of suggested it was going to be a, a, a prediction and trend for the for the year and we we said it on the show and kind of laughed it off and there'll be more mergers of whatever but it's a thing yeah they're fucking doing it good good on them very contradictive things <laughs> just unbelievable unbelievable it? absolutely fantastic alright um yeah, mate. There's nothing, nothing newsworthy coming from me. Um, That's it. Yeah, <laughs> that is it, mate. Um, thanks for listening, guys. Go check us out on the normal avenues. You can find us wherever you want to go. Um, um, we're on Apple. It's Apple Podcasts now. I've realised that every every podcast I've listened to, it says Apple Podcasts and not yeah. iTunes. It's not nothing to do with iTunes now, is it? Weird. Um, but yeah, go find us on all social media platforms that you want to. Go berate Dan on his fucking protein post. Um, please At do that. Dan Teambox. <laughs> Come on, bring it on. <laughs> Yeah, at tom.ppl podcast, all good. Also, any any American listeners or Australian listeners, if there's protein bars that you think we need to try from over there, let absolutely, us know. yeah, do that. Send them, send some to us. We're fine. <laughs> be fine. All right, not not in Denmark, guys, because we just get a shit ton of bear balls again. So it'll be fine. Yeah. All right, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Catch you later.